Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I'm in Cincinnati, getting ready for three-game series against the Reds. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune in San Diego. Jay, you know, first I want to start, if people aren't watching this live, you know, every time we do the intro, I get mesmerized by all the pictures. I mean, shout out to John Kelly for the graphics on this, uh, I don't know if you call it a podcast when it's live on Facebook, but it eventually becomes a podcast. <laughs> That's really cool. Like every time I notice one different. And so he probably right. plugged it into like a, you know, a computer and it did it for him. But hey, good job, John. <laughs> All right. John does a John does a great job. We should we should not overlook that. John or, or Jay, I'll talk to you now. Uh Jay, <laughs> uh, we got hitting or lack of it to talk about. Wanna put that in perspective. We got pitching plans to talk about. We can talk a little bit about the Reds. You're gonna see two of the same pitchers. Where do you want to start? Well, I think you have to start with the hitting. I, I felt like when I read your newsletter yesterday and I realized that, as, as we said before, the Dodger series, sort of whatever happened, there's 17, 17 games down and 145 to go, so we shouldn't read too much into anything. And it's obviously hard not to read too much into how bad the Padres' offense has been, and, and we try to keep perspective on it. But it's been really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your newsletter yesterday, you, you even said at the top, it's going to be shorter than usual for a couple of reasons. One of them was, what else is there to say about the cascade of fruitless at-bats? And I, I thought that sort of summed it up perfectly because that's that's basically where they are right now. I mean, they're they're a disaster offensively. I, and I don't, you know, the offense is down around the league. We all know that. But they have a lot of guys, almost everyone really outside of Machado and Hosmer who are not performing up to what you would expect to be their capabilities. Um, and I, I I had to chuckle just a little bit at Bob Melvin's comment yesterday because it brought back so many memories of the past, or not yesterday, but Sunday, obviously. Andy Green, Jace Tingler, and people coming. just used to rip them continuously for this and everything. And I, and I remember thinking at the time, what else do you want them to say? And now here's Bob Melvin, who has managed a bajillion games in baseball, been around the game for what decades, and he says, I really believe it's going to come. And it's like, okay, yeah, of course you believe it's going to come, but why should we believe it's going to come? Now, I don't expect everyone to bat this poorly all year long. That's, that's pretty unusual, but they have a lot of guys – that need to get turned around. And, it, you know, I, I've been down on Grisham since last year. Nothing's changed my mind. Uh, you know, Luke Voigt to me never seemed like he was going to be it's like, okay, he had a chance, but there's just nothing there right now. I mean, uh, Myers, you, you figure he's going to get hot at some point. Maybe it happens this week when they go to Cincinnati. We should talk about that playing a bad team in a big, in a small ballpark. Um, but I, I understand completely the frustration of Padre fans. They've had two good games, really, offensively all year. You take away those two games, and I, I think it was Austin Noah said, oh, all we need is one big game, and then it starts opening up. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You've had two big games this year. The rest of the games, they're averaging three runs a game. And, you know, that's that's not going to cut it over the long haul. So where do you want to start? Well, there we started there, and you made some great points. <laughs> Where do you want to go from there? You made some great points. I think you and I texted back and forth, and it happened to be Hosmer being one of them. And 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 so you don't 
want to single out Hosmer since you need to single him out positively. Yes. But there was a point where back-to-back Hosmer grounded out and uh, Myers hit a sacrifice fly. And I think you uh, texted me something to the effect of exactly what you want from your $20 million guys, you know, uh, productive at bats. Um, or something. That, that's exactly what you do want. And there's <laughs> been so few, there's been so many guys that haven't been able to do that. Yep. And including Myers most of the time. Um, right. But even, even Machado is not, you know, beyond this. I mean, the, the Sunday, the Sunday game, they have, you know, they gave up the run in the first inning, the unearned, the unearned run. And let's face it, the streak should have ended Friday night. Will Myers dropped the ball in right field. That was an error. Um, but Sunday, they finally got charged with their first error of the year. And they come right back, bottom of the first inning. They've got first and third, nobody out. And Machado's up, and he hits a, you know, I think it was a lazy pop fly, not deep enough to score anybody. Profar grounds into a double play, and it's like, okay, well, you could have used the couple productive at bats there and there's two of their more productive guys because i feel like yeah. you left Eurickson profile i, I did i he did is one of off. the three guys with a yes. plus 450 actually with a plus like 398 uh slugging percentage uh you know and, and above 398 um yeah. that has 30 uh plate appearances i mean it's it's terrible jay but but and and if Eurickson profile is this guy and you have a couple more guys doing well, be it Myers. I mean, heck, be it any one of the uh, six guys with a uh, below 200 batting average, then right. you're like, you're a profile and, and you're celebrating him even more. Yeah, it's bad. Jay, there's, there's just no way around it. I mean, they brought in slugging was the problem last year. You know, yes, they didn't do a lot of things well offensively. They couldn't be consistent. But the fact is, slugging was their problem. And the guy they brought in, and I don't think that they had, you know, they thought this guy was going to hit 40 bombs for him or maybe even 30. But a guy that they brought in that you would expect might have a couple, three yeah. home runs yeah. by now, uh, he has zero. And now he's on the injured list, uh, Luke Voigt. And not only that, he only has a double. That's his only extra base hit. So. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been he's been Joey Votto basically. I mean, it's, you know, we looked last week and we like couldn't believe how bad Joey Votto was, and his numbers are very similar to that. Even a guy like Jorge Alfaro, I was reading the on deck file that Jeff Sanders posted today, and um, he mentioned guys that have a lot of strikeouts, and he said that Alfaro, I think, is type is third on the team. There's two guys who have 18, and Alfaro has 17, and that struck me, and I thought. Wow, he doesn't seem like he's been up very much. He has 28 at bats mm-hmm. and 17 strikeouts. I mean, that's awful. Well, you know um, he chases 48% of the pitches outside the zone that he sees. So I I believe it. I mean, I, and he had a couple big hits. You can't take that away from him and and we thought, "Oh, okay, you know, and he's got the cool hair and the cool nickname and he runs well, but he's striking out." Well, you know, I I can't even do the math in my head, but Two, almost two out of three times, basically. We fall um, in love with guys. When I say we, sure, the media, for sure, fans. Jorge Alfaro became the guy, as someone in the Padres organization said, and they were happy to put him on the team because he earned it. But guys have track records, right? Exactly. Guys have history. And Jorge Alfaro is who Jorge Alfaro is. And that does not mean he can't help this team. But, oh, of course not. Eh. So yeah. now I do want to provide this context. Padres team 221 batting average, 21st. Bad, bottom 10, not good. Padres 315 on base percentage, 12th in the league. Or in the league. I'm doing more major league versus national league now since there's a designated hitter, and especially early in the season where, you know, they're 
you're basically facing the same thing. Uh, and then they're 18th with a 351 slugging percentage, and they're tied for 17th with a bunch of teams with 13 home runs. This is not what you're shooting for is mediocrity, or in the case of the batting average, terrible. Right. But you know what? Mookie Betts has a sub 200 uh, uh, batting average. The- oh, it's bad. It's bad yeah. around the league. And, and, and at the same time, the Padres also, I'm, I'm sure it, you wrote about Peter Seidler today. He can look at his, you know, $209 million payroll or whatever it is in that range. And it's It ranks fifth in the league. And it's like, well, we should be better than 21st and 18th and all that sort of thing. And again, it's 17 games. You know, they've been playing for two and a half weeks and they are not as good as the Dodgers. We knew that last year. We know it this year. Um, they they were somewhat fortunate to get a win on Saturday. Although, I mean, with the way Darvish started that game, you, you would, wouldn't have bet much that he was going to be around through six innings. But he he was fantastic over his final four. One of the more amazing um, things that I've seen yeah, recently. It was, it was <laughs> tremendous. The bullpen was not, I mean, you know, Garcia was not, was not good. Um, Taylor Rogers gave up a big, uh, a, a big hit, uh, which, you know, I, again, I, I know a lot of people thought Profar should have caught it. I thought that would have been an unbelievable catch for a guy to make. Kudos he, to Profar for acknowledging how he could have caught it. But yeah, but I, he should have caught right. it. Right. And I think even that's sort of the ball player. Hey, I, you know, I don't want to let my team down. I should have, I could have, could have caught it kind of thing. I thought it would have been a remarkable play for him to do it. Anyway, they, they failed in that situation, but the, but I think it was Suarez who pitched the 10th and Profar made a great play to get them out of, uh, out of trouble there. And, and then they got the, you know, the bunt and sack fly again to, uh, to win the game. So it was good to get one, uh, one win against the Dodgers. And now they get the Reds again uh, and then the pirates and then the guardians. And, you know, this is not a, uh, this is not a murderer's row road trip, uh, and they play in a couple of you know pretty good parks to hit in, and against a couple teams that aren't very good, especially this week. This and is we'll a five see, and three know, road trip, Jay. This is a five. Yeah, and we'll three. see what happens. That's you're right. This is the kind of trip where they should be at least five and three when they uh, when they finish, and I'm and maybe even, you know I, I wouldn't put six and two expectations on it, but that if if they went six and two, you would go. That's great. Um, Four and four, I, I think everybody would be rightfully disappointed mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. Uh, if they didn't have a winning trip against uh, against these teams. So we'll see who gets we'll see who gets turned around, and you know if if it's true that one or two guys get going, that 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 changes uh, changes things. But you keep thinking, wow, this guy can't be that bad, and this guy can't be that bad, and so far they have been. But the pitching, and you can't expect the pitching to carry you every single day. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, when you play teams like the Dodgers, who admittedly are the best team around, but Sean Manaya is not going to dominate every game. You know, tonight they have Joe Musgrove pitching. You expect Joe Musgrove to be really good, but he's not really good every game. Maybe tonight's, you know, you hope tonight's not the night. But anyway, they've got Musgrove tonight, uh, Mackenzie Gore again tomorrow, and, and Nick Martinez on Thursday. So Musgrove and Gore are basically rematches. Uh, and the Padres have seen the same pitchers again as well. So we'll see who makes adjustments, who does, you know, who does what, yeah. how many home runs Tommy Pham hits, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got Reaver St. Martin tonight against Musgrove, tomorrow Gore against Vladimir Gutierrez, who they saw, and uh, Nick Martinez uh, on Thursday in the day game. Morning for you uh, Morning against game. Tyler Molly. There we go. 
That's that's it. I mean, yeah, Musgrove's gone six games or I mean, sorry, six innings, at least six innings in all three of his starts. Mm-hmm. You know who else had done that? Shamanaya. Shamanaya. <laughs> so uh, Mackenzie Gore. Now let's talk about after this, right? Because yes. then you go to Pittsburgh where you want to talk about, a, you know, a struggling team. By the way, the Reds stopped their losing streak. They did win on Sunday finale yes. against the Cardinals. You go and you play Pittsburgh and you're running out. You Darvish, Sean Manaya, and Joe Musgrove. Woohoo! Um, and that's less of a hitter's ballpark. And and so you but then what happens after that? Mike Clevenger, and I'm not sure why, we'll ask obviously today. His uh, start uh, was supposed to be at El Paso today. It will be to, uh, I guess it will be tomorrow. Uh okay. his, his rehab start in uh, El Paso. And then Monday or Monday's an off day, Tuesday, Wednesday in Cleveland. Does he make his season debut against his former team, what happens, right? Because Gore would be Tuesday and Martinez would be Wednesday. Are both of those guys pitching for their spot in the rotation this time? I don't see how you – which one's been better now, Jay? Right now, I would say Gore. Right. So do you send Gore down if he has another good, and, and by good I mean five and and, and a couple runs, uh, you know he goes six. I, I don't know. Uh, and what if Martinez, especially if Martinez again trouble in the first inning, too many pitches right. throughout. I don't know what your thoughts are, and they're not really giving any hints because they don't have to at this point. Uh, but I, I don't know how I feel about Martinez in the bullpen, but I certainly don't feel that Mackenzie Gore goes down if he continues to pitch well. You're not no, in the development or the worrying about Mackenzie Gore long term. You're in the who helps us win now. Correct. And I, I think the the issue, there's an issue next week, and then there's a really big issue when Blake's, whenever Blake Snell's ready. Because you can pick between Gore and Martinez now. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, if one of them has a bad start this week in Cincinnati, you can, it's pretty easy to say, okay, you know, Clevenger's back and we need the spot. Clevenger being delayed a day, assuming that it's not for physical reasons, isn't that bad because it sort of gives them an extra day now and they wouldn't need him until Tuesday at the earliest anyway. So it's sort of six days between each start. Um, The logical thing would be for him to pitch on Tuesday, which would be a great story, him not only coming back, but coming back in Cleveland, uh, you know, pitching against half the former Padres uh, that are uh, that are around the league. And then Wednesday is the interesting one because that's where you would have, you know, look, it, it would have been a week for Gore, be six days for Martinez. It would even be regular rest for um, uh, Darvish yeah. on, uh, you know, Friday to Wednesday. So a lot of choices they could, you know, I don't think they would skip both Gore and Martinez, but uh, they could. I just don't think it would happen. I think those guys are pitching for their spots right now and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I look, if Gore's going to keep pitching like this, it, it's you're right. It's pretty tough to send him to send him down, but at the same time, you know, what's he's gone like five and a third. And f- I, what was the second start? Five, five, five. So see what he, you know, see what he does tomorrow in another uh, spot against a team that's seen him. And look, I don't see him in the bullpen. So he's no. he's not gonna if if he's not gonna be in the rotation, then I guess he needs to go to El Paso uh, and and be able to pitch every five or six days. Hey, if you have a good pitching staff, 
then yeah, like right, like that's what happens with the Dodgers. I mean, yeah. that's over the years you have guys, and you're like, man, love to have that guy for the Padres, but he's in AAA <laughs> for the Dodgers. Well, yeah, that's kind of the state of the Padres pitching staff right now. Um, and there are issues with like <laughs> when you start talking about a trade, right? At some point, if they feel like they need a bat and they have this incredibly valuable, you know, uh, extra starter, it's like. Well, you're not trading Mackenzie Gore. Nick Martinez is making six and a half million dollars. Right. Well, that's the thing. Out of all those starting pitchers, who, who are you really trading? Right. I mean, the most valuable guy is probably Musgrove. Um, <laughs> even, although he's going to be a free agent uh, after the year. But you're right. Nick Martinez is making a lot of money. What's he going to bring back? You know, obviously, Mackenzie Gore is going to bring you the most back. But after everything that you, they've been through, they can't trade Gore. Um at this point. And, you know, the thing about going, going back to the bats and trying to add bats, who's available? You know, Luke Voigt was available. Matt Beatty was available. Those are the kind of guys that are generally available. Right. Unless, now that was for you're going to trade. Yeah. I was going to say, unless you're going to trade guys like Robert Hassel or Mackenzie Gore, who are you? Who are you bringing in? They need the guys they got to be better. That's they got that's Luke Voigt. Let's remember this for a single A pitcher. I mean, right. who maybe has this tremendous upside, right? But now, your you your point is correct. I might have gone about it a different way, but that yes, you're going to have to give up more to get the kind of batter that people are clamoring for and that the Padres need. They don't need, if you're going to go out and make a move, it's not on another Luke Voigt. And look, right. Luke Voigt could come back and hit 20 homers for the Padres. And if he does, he's everything they expected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but do you go make another move like that now? Oh, oh, you mean to plug in another Adam Frazier? You mean to plug in another guy <laughs> who is not really going to help you? Like he could, yay, but is he really going to help you? You go out right. and make a move now. You want someone now, of course, I know what you're going to say, Jay, but you brought in Adam Frazier last year and you thought, all right, cool. We just got a, We just added a, you know, a 300 hitter to our, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on Ryan Ludwig 2.0. They become infected with San Diego. Is they do. It's say. like Luke. I, I don't want Luke Voigt to be Ryan Ludwig 3.0. We don't want to have to keep bringing up Ryan Ludwig. They're coming but, in fast uh, succession. But they, um, but they are, you know, so far, Guys, you know, a lot of guys have come here and just haven't produced. And I don't know that, you know, it's it's not, look, it's not the manager and the hitting coach. There's only, it's you just can't keep blaming the manager and changing the hitting coach. I already um, have got a half dozen emails over the last week on the hitting coach. So, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you know. it's always the, it's not the hitting coach. It's the players. The I players feel have like to the, play better. I feel like the hitting coach should get a 14-year contract. <laughs> when, he, when he signs here. And 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 then, you know, you say, it's the hitters. Okay, this is our guy. Learn how to hit. <laughs> there we go, Jay. Hey, let's, in honor of it being the Red Series and there being so much to do in Cincinnati, let's just make this the shortest podcast of the year. Is there a, I, I want to know, is there a memorial anywhere around there for Dr. Johnny Fever? after the sad passing of Howard Hessman a short time ago. I, I want you to do a little research on that downtown today and see if you can see if you can find some evidence of, of Johnny Fever. I will see. And, and I did love that show. Gosh, you know, you go back and you watch the old comedies and sometimes you go, what did I laugh at? What, yeah. what was, that's one. 
There you go. That's that's so funny. There was the characters in that show were just tremendous. And well done. The starting starting with him, but there were some great great characters in that show. You're you're making me want to go uh, to YouTube and call it up, but I got too much to do today. We're waiting for the game three in Cincinnati, and we will be back on Friday morning, and you'll be in one of my favorite cities, Pittsburgh. Across the street from my favorite ballpark that is not Wrigley Field. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.